my name is Manuel Matthews, and today you are listening to the Organ Authors Podcast, where we discuss different organs and the significance and anatomy behind them. Today, we are discussing the small intestine. To begin with the anatomy, the small intestine is split into three parts, which are the duodenum, the jejunum, and the ileum. The beginning of the small intestine is at the duodenum, which begins at the ending of the stomach and is the smallest portion of the small intestine curves around all the way to the pancreas and connects to the jejunum. Also, the duodenum includes the ampulla of water, which is where the bile duct and pancreatic duct send their juices into. To continue, the jejunum is the upper part of the small intestine that begins at the duodenum and ends at the ileum. There is no clear border between the ileum and jejunum. There is also lining on the walls of the jejunum to help with digestion. Find the Finally, the ileum is at the end of the small intestine that begins at the jejunum and opens into the large intestine. The mesentery, or the moisture-secreting membrane, suspends it on the abdominal wall. According to prior knowledge, the small intestine is located in the abdominal cavity and connected to the abdomen through the posterior wall. It makes sense all the way to the beginning of the large intestine. The main function in the process of digestion in the small intestine is to absorb the nutrients from the food that you eat. 90% of the absorption and digestion of the body occurs in the small intestine. The main process that occurs in the small intestine is chemical digestion, where enzymes and bile acids are used to break down the food into a material that can be absorbed into the tissues of the body. This occurs through the walls of the small intestine, which makes the enzymes that are used in digestion. There are a lot of enzymes, hormones, and other chemicals released by the organ for digestion. Enzyme digestion begins with carbohydrate digestion that occurs in duodenum. The amylase enzyme, which creates carbs into the small intestine and turns them into sugars. Furthermore, the lipase enzyme breaks down fats secreting from the pancreas into fatty acids. Finally, the cells in the intestine break down maltose, sucrose, and lactose into glucose through the enzyme maltase, sucrose, and lactase. Furthermore, the jejunum is used for digestion and absorption of carbs and fats. It is red in color because of the blood vessels that are located there. Along with this, there are different features specifically on the walls of the jejunum to help increase efficiency. These features include the villi, which increase the nutrient absorption as they take the water-soluble vitamins and amino acids from the food into the bloodstream. Along with this, the microvilli help further digest sugars and amino acids. Finally, the ileum stores nutrients from the food and empties them into the large intestine. It essentially stores and absorbs any vitamins and salts that were not absorbed by the jejunum. Just like the jejunum, the walls of the ileum are made up of villi, which increase nutrient absorption. However, nothing is secreted. Even though maltase, lactase, and peptidase are all enzymes that are part of the ileum used to break down disaccharides into glucose. There are a host of different biomolecules broken down in the small intestine. These biomolecules include the carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Different enzymes break down these biomolecules. To start, starch and glycogen are broken down by maltase into maltose. Proteases are enzymes secreted by the pancreas that are also broken down into small peptide fragments and amino acids. The main carbs that are broken down are maltose, lactose, and sucrose, and they are absorbed by the microvilli. 
Furthermore, fats or lipids are also broken down in the small intestine into monoglycerides and fatty acids that are then transported to the cell. Finally, the proteins are broken down through the enzymes chymotrypsin and trypsin, which activates the proteases that I spoke about before. All these enzymes together break down proteins into tripeptides, dipeptides, and individual amino acids. Unfortunately, a lot of things can go wrong in the small intestine as well. Different abnormalities may lead to bad symptoms such as bloating, pain, vomiting, and constipation. When the muscles are unable to contract properly, the intestine will not function properly and the body itself could have trouble moving. Furthermore, there could be a lot of growth of bacteria in the small intestine as well. These bacteria will consume the food in the small intestine before it is digested. This could lead to diarrhea, bloating, and significant pain. Some people could even have a disorder known as short bowl syndrome, where the intestine is unable to absorb enough nutrients at all, which will lead to significant weight loss, dehydration, and can even go so far as death. It's important to get proper treatment and medications for significant diseases such as ones like this before they become fatal. This is the end of the Oregon Authors Podcast. I hope you enjoyed and learned something important.